Welcome back to another episode of the Brighter Web Podcast. I'm sitting here with Mickey Mellon. I'm Robert Carnes, and we're going to talk about website conversions on this episode of the yep. podcast. It's one of those that's a little bit boring, but it's super important. So, yeah, I'm excited to get into this one. All right. Yeah. Don't strap in, sit up. Yeah, don't fall <laughs> asleep. But, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. Conversions maybe aren't the sexiest part of marketing, but this is where the rubber meets the road and where you can actually grow your business from doing digital marketing. So For sure. what what is a website conversion? I guess, you know, a conversion in general, but usually we're talking about a, a business's website. So what, what does that even mean when we talk about that term? Yeah, I think it varies quite a bit from site to site based on what your goals are, but it could be to get people to fill out a form. Like for us, that's one of our biggest conversion points is to get someone to reach out to us that they're interested in talking about their services. Or it could be get them to download a file. We do some of that where we want to entice people to download a file because we think it could be valuable. Or perhaps watch a video. Uh, the bigger ones would be purchase. You know, Amazon, a conversion is someone buying something on their site. You know, anything else is not a conversion. They want to make a sale. Uh, a donation could be one too. It could be if you're a nonprofit, a conversion is getting a new donor. So whatever the main goal of the site is, which hopefully you have established pretty well, that is the conversion. And we'll talk about some ways to track it and how to improve those as we go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like to think of it as just like the desirable action you're trying to get out of marketing that is going to directly help grow your business. It's the thing that, again, is, is what you're looking for at the end of the marketing funnel. Right. So the reason you have a website is to get people to do something. The conversion is them doing it. So right. yes. Right. Exactly. And there are obviously other actions along the way that can help lead to that, like following us on social media or subscribing to the newsletter. And those those actions that, you know, come from a call to action are always important. But again, the conversion is kind of the thing at the end that turns them into a customer or a client or something like that. Yep, for sure. So uh, we talk about conversions uh, another kind of buzzword thing that we get talked about a lot is conversion optimization. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how do we optimize to make it easier for people to actually take those actions. Now you may see the acronym CRO out there, conversion rate optimization. Yes. It's, it's making things better, just tightening up your site to, to get more sales or you know get more downloads or whatever the case is. It's so a lot of that comes to measurement, just making adjustments to your site to get people to take that action and knowing where they're falling off and where they're not doing it and try to tighten that up as you go. And it's really something you have to test and retest and look at. We look at Google Analytics, we look at heat maps, we look at a lot of things to understand what people are doing on the site and how to tighten it up a bit further. Where it gets tricky though is when someone makes that purchase or downloads, what led to that action? And the more you can understand that, the better. And we'll get into some of that. But it also is getting increasingly difficult to measure. You know, Brand Fishkin of Spark Toro, who we love all his stuff, he talks a lot about, you know, it's hard to attribute exactly what led to something. We'll, again, talk about some of those. But our example, like with the CPA firm we use, Blummer CPAs out in South Carolina, you know, if they looked at their data, it would say, oh, Green Mellon came to us because of search engines. But that's not really the case. You know, we had heard them speak at a conference and then followed their podcast and read their blog. And then finally we said, we should maybe look at hiring them. So I typed their name into Google and found them. And so their data is going to say, oh, yeah, we won one from search engine optimization. But really it was because we followed them on social and in the podcast. And so a lot of this is just, you know, good marketing skills will lead to conversions. And the better you can measure, the better you are, but sometimes it's tough to do. But at the end of the day, we're not going to talk as much about attribution, but just how to refine, you know, conversion optimization on your site, other things you can tighten up a little bit to, to bring more of those. Yeah. I mean, one of the things we, we talk about and we know is that oftentimes you're not going to convert somebody from the first time they ever hear about you. Right. I mean, that, that may be some cases and some product companies out there that have more of an impulse purchase. That certainly can exist if somebody just happened to stumble across you on Google. But yeah, they may have seen an advertisement about you first. They may have seen you on social media and then they searched you on Google and they came to your website one time and then they left and then they saw another ad and they came back. Like there are oftentimes you have to have those multiple touch points in different areas 
of marketing. And there, I mean, we could get into a whole nother thing about, yeah, there are different attribution models where right. <laughs> it puts different weights in different areas. And like you're saying, Rand Fishkin's point is that's just so difficult to measure. It's almost a waste of time. So just, yeah, try to do everything that you can to make all of those different touch points better and, you know, maybe connect them as best you can so you can get a, a better picture of what that marketing funnel looks like. But really it's more about just making connections with people and making it easier to convert on, on whatever channel they're coming from. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, I think we've, we've touched on this to this point, but why does conversion matter? Why is this worth having a conversation around in, in terms of marketing? Yeah, I think that's almost a silly question because I think we have yeah. covered it a little bit, but yeah, that's what you're trying to do. I mean, you've built your website, you built your business to accomplish a goal, to get more subscribers to your list, to get more people to listen to your podcast, to sell more widgets. Like, it matters because that's what your business is, is getting conversions. And no matter what you do, a conversion needs to happen. Whether you focus on it or not, or whether you're good at it or not, that's what you're trying to do. So the more you can focus and refine and improve, the, the better you'll be. So yeah. if you don't have that desired action, which we've come across that with sites where they don't really know what they want people to do at the end, and we help them figure out, like, here's a good action we want people to take. Now let's work toward that. If you have that action in mind, it can give you something to actually aim for, which yeah. is a good thing. Um, yeah, I mean, we talk about ROI, return on investment, a lot in marketing because that's the bottom line. We spent X amount of money on our marketing budget and we got X amount back. Well, that conversion rate is often the thing that helps you drive your ROI because you're counting how many conversions you got. That's where the, the true value of a lot of digital marketing comes in for businesses. For sure. And that's a big reason, like in our case, that we, we do a new website before we do any other marketing for a client because at the end of the day, your other marketing, your social media, your email, whatever is going to drive people back to the site and you need to convert them there. So if we do a great job on social media and send 10,000 people to a very bad website, they're going to convert almost none of them and end up wasting their money on social media. So we want to make sure the whole funnel is all solid before you start worrying about just dumping more people in the top. Yeah, it's pouring, it's pouring water into a bucket with a big hole in the bottom. Exactly. Right? We need yeah. to patch up that bucket, make sure it's real good first before we start trickling people in through the funnel. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned um, conversion rate optimization, CRO. How do you actually uh, measure a conversion rate? What's, what's a way to kind of figure out what that should actually be? So measuring conversions really is just two things. You know, count how many people come to your website and count how many convert and divide it up and see the percentage there. And the percentage conversion rate varies wildly depending on what you're asking for, what you're doing. There's not even really a guideline we can share here across all the different types of goals. But if nothing else, you measure your conversion rate today, work on it and see if it improves. You know, it should get better over time as you get better quality traffic and more measured traffic and the right things on the website. Um, you can look at different types of conversions you get. You can do a lot of this with Google Analytics 4, you know, tracking how many people fill out the form, how many people do different actions and do the math pretty easily there. Uh, so yeah, there's, it's easy to measure. Again, yet only look at what the last action was that led to it, but still that, that beats nothing for sure. Yeah, and you mentioned Google Analytics 4, which some conversions are tracked in there automatically, some things you have to set up with Google Tag Manager or with your website. So there's, you know, there's a little bit of technical know-how involved there. But yeah, I mean, Google Analytics comes built in with a, like a column for conversions. And yep. that can mean a lot of different things, but that allows you to truly see, uh, again, you can kind of see attribution. We know that that's not super great, but we can see, okay, there were 12 people who came from social media to the website and two of them actually filled out this form like we wanted them to, or actually yep. made a purchase like we wanted them to. And so you can calculate the, you know, the quote unquote conversion rate from there, but it gives you a little bit more in depth and, and view and data on what those people are doing who actually end up converting. Yep, for sure. So obviously that's that's kind of our goal is is helping convert more people. So what are some tips and tricks you think might actually help make that practical and, and get more people to actually convert and take the actions we want them to on the website? Well, the first one I think is to pick a single call to action 
And that could be one of two things. It could be don't give them five calls to action. Give them one. Yes. Tell them what to do next. Or it, don't give them zero. Give them one. Tell them what to do next. Yes. You know, we see a lot of things. Like when we build sites, we go through every single page and say, what is the goal of this page? And maybe it may be the conversion point right there. Often it's go read this other article or learn more. But give them something to do. So many websites, you get to the bottom of the page and like, well, I'm at the bottom of the page now. And I guess I'll go look at that next competitor because I'm done here. So always give them some clear to action or some clear call to action. And make it super clear on what they should do. Now, Donald Miller and StoryBrand is, is huge on that. Is just make it stupidly clear. He says the answer to confusion is always no. So if you confuse people, you're in trouble. So yeah, and I was. It's great that you mentioned that because yeah, he's one of the best examples. And he always, I've heard him in multiple places joke about how he could take a business and like double or triple their sales on their website overnight. And he's like, okay, add a button up here that says buy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool, we're done. Like just yeah, if you can very simply put a very clear call to action that stands out that's you know apart from the rest of your menu on the website and just put that multiple places like put that button there where it's very clear what it is and it's very clear where it's going more people are going to take that action right if yeah if they're trying to choose between a bunch of different things where they're not sure kind of how to take that next step they're not going to take that next step so just right. pick what that is and make it super clear and simple for how to do that. Yeah, you sort of mentioned it too, but yeah, multiple opportunities for it too. Don't just put it just at the top. Yes. Put it in different places throughout the site. Even if you have a long homepage, multiple times on the homepage saying, here's what you need to do next. Click this button to get started, just to make it clear so they know what they're supposed to do. And then hopefully the rest of your content and copy helps convince them of that. And then measure all that stuff too. Again, we talked about heat maps where you can kind of see you know, kind of colors on the, on the screen of where people are clicking and understand like, no one's clicking that button. I wonder why not? Are they clicking different buttons instead? Are they rolling past it? Understanding what's going on and then doing some A-B testing where you, you know, put up two different versions of your site, essentially, that random users will see either kind of see which one converts better and then go from there. We have a red button and we have a blue button. Let's mm -hmm. see which one works better. Okay, cool. We use this font versus this font. Or, hey, this one said buy and this one said purchase. Like, right. Which that's, one's going to work better? Yep, that's all that kind of stuff there. Yeah. And there's other tools like I love MailChimp and their A-B testing tool because mm -hmm. with MailChimp, you know, the email marketing platform, you can tell it, hey, for the first 10% of my users, send them this headline. For the next 10%, send them this other so subject line. And so 20% get two different subject lines and then automatically they'll say, whichever one got opened more, send the other 80% with a better one. And it works out automatically and simply and does a fantastic job. Website A-B testing is a little trickier, but can be even more valuable if done correctly. Absolutely, yeah. And so I think uh, kind of to wrap up this conversation about uh, conversions and conversion rate optimization, I mean, ultimately, you're trying to get people to come back to the website, but there are a lot of outside influences and all the other different platforms that are you know, driving people to the purchase, to the website, all have an influence on what that rate looks like. For sure. And there's yeah, so many different ways that can matter. We talked about, you know, people might listen to your podcast and then look on social media and all that before they get to the website. But I think you raised a good question is, why did people come to your website in the first place? How did they find you? Were they referred by a friend? Did they see you on social? Did they search a generic keyword and you happen to rank well for that? Or did they search for your brand specifically? Which is really what you, the goal is you want people to search for your name because you are the answer. But of course you still want to show up for the unbranded terms too. But how do they get there is going to make a big impact on what's going on. If someone's looking for marketing help and they ask a friend and the friend says, you should talk to Green Melon, they're great. That becomes a much higher chance of us converting because they, we, they've looked for us specifically versus typing in randomly web design in Atlanta and finding us, which is still great, but it's different. So yeah, how they come in, what landing page they land on makes a big difference. And uh, you mentioned the big crux of all of this, which is word of mouth and those like those personal referrals are often the best source of conversions. If somebody has told me, hey, you gotta buy these shoes, or you've gotta go use this plumber, like, okay, cool, I trust you way more than an ad and way more than something I saw on social media, like you're telling me this, 
I believe you, but at the same time, Google Analytics can't track that. Right. There's no attribution model that can actually track like, oh, we heard that this friend told this other guy <laughs> that he should come to the website, and then we, like, with a drone, watched him on his phone. <laughs> there you like, go. Yeah, there'd have to be all sorts of creepy surveillance to actually truly attribute some of the word of mouth stuff that happens. So it gets so underrepresented and is so underappreciated with marketing, but it's by far the most effective one. So yep. we, we focus on the things we can actually measure, which makes sense, Right. but it's those things that like building trust and building sentiment and encouraging people to kind of be champions of your business and refer people that it's just, yeah, that's the hardest one to actually nail down how how it works and how often it's happening. Yeah, I think podcasts are a great example of that too. I listen to a ton of podcasts. I don't think I've ever searched to find a podcast in the podcast player I use. It's all been word of mouth. It's, you're telling me I should listen to this podcast or I'm listening to one podcast and they suggest another one. It's always people telling me about other podcasts. I've never searched to say, find me a science podcast. Like, mm -hmm. I have enough to listen to just from word of mouth. And so that's where podcast spread, that's where marketing companies spread in general. You have a friend tell a friend about how great it is, so you better be great to the first friend so they'll tell the other friend about it for next time. Well, that so. is a great place to land this airplane. You should go tell someone to listen to this podcast. There you you go. Obviously, if you've listened this far in the episode, you love us. You like to listen to us. You should go tell a friend to go listen to the Brighter Web podcast, uh, either the older episodes that we've gotten or the new episodes that we're coming up with soon. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. We, you hear a lot of podcasts say, you know, go give us five stars and rate and review us. And that helps a little bit. But there's a lot of data to say that just doesn't really matter that much. It's telling your friends about it can make just all the difference in the world. Awesome. Well, go tell a friend. Thank you for listening to this episode. We'll see you next time.